On this episode of Too Many Books, we review Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. Stay tuned. Welcome to Too Many Books, the podcast where a couple ministers go through that stack of unread books uh, that you have and tell you which ones you should move to the top and start reading now or should get rid of altogether. I am one of your hosts, Jack Dodgen, joined by uh, brother, minister, and friend, uh, Jack Wilkie. Jack, how are you doing? Doing great. Good. I'm excited for the the podcast. We've, I say we've been reading. I counted... Just under two hands, how many books I've read this year, and I think your experience is a little different. How many books have you read this year? Uh, somewhere in the 23, 24 range. Uh, I'm still off my pace of 40 for the year, but when you have a baby and move and all that, that those things happen, so hopefully we'll pick up here towards the end. Yeah, there you go, 25-ish with child and moving and other things in there. Pretty good. I think my count was like eight, <laughs> uh, which is not that great, but I did read this book in... A day and a half or so. Uh, It's a a page turner. It was. Also, it helps now that we have this podcast. I have to read these books. Good motivation, yeah. Uh, This is the first of what we hope will be several podcasts uh, twice a month of us reviewing various books that we read. Uh, We go through a lot of different ones, a lot of the same ones. In this case, uh, we both read this book. And we'll uh, probably take turns kind of of a book he's read and a book I've read and just discuss those things and see whether it's worth reading or not, how helpful it was to us and all of those sorts of things. Uh, This episode is just going to be kind of us talking about it, a book that, you know, spoilers, we like this book. Uh, And so we're just going to talk about it a little bit, uh, hopefully not too long, but uh, we do want to add this disclaimer and we may not do this for every episode, but we don't agree with everything that's in every book we ever read. It doesn't matter who wrote it. Okay, there's you should always measure it against Bible and throw out the stuff that isn't true. But if something is true, accept it, take it, use it, and let those things be helpful. Um Jack, why did we why why did you pick up this book? Well, I think uh, you and I would both agree Francis Chan has really uh, had his finger on the pulse of modern Christianity, uh, starting off with Crazy Love, his uh, first mm-hmm. big bestseller. Uh, I know we both love that one. Uh, Forgotten God, uh, another great book, his book on marriage. Uh, he's just He really writes books to where Christians are today, to kind of wake us up from our slumber. And so when uh, he was writing a book uh, about the church and what we, especially what leaders in the church can do as a whole to get back to really being more New Testament oriented. Uh, I was excited and knowing what he's been involved in in San Francisco over the last couple of years um, with a, a very different format of, of church organization, uh, and I think in a good way, in a biblical way, uh, I was very interested to see his thoughts on that and I think he really came through. Yeah, I didn't know what he was doing now uh, until I read this book, but going from mega church to underground churches in Asia to uh, doing home church stuff and things like that now is just, I mean, he's kind of been everywhere, uh, both geographically and just 
in the religious spectrum of what he's been trying to do with church. And uh, he's always had this mentality, and if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the video from several years ago where he's uh, discussing baptism and things like that, of stripping things back and just trying to get back to what the Bible says. And he's always had that, uh, the restoration mentality that we appreciate. Uh, and, and that was a big thing for me. As soon as I saw him say uh, he's putting this book out, had to go and get that thing. Uh, yeah, and that's why we picked up the book. Uh, we were just excited for another Chan outing, and uh, I'm glad I'm glad I did. I know you're glad you did. What What were some of the things that we liked about this book? Why don't you go ahead and start us off? Uh, I think one we we discussed we both really enjoyed was the high view of God. Um, mm-hmm. His view of God and the church, uh, ecclesiology, of course, being the the big fancy word for it, but. Uh, it really puts God's power, God's love, God at the center of everything, where, and he makes a very compelling case that we have set up churches on our own wisdom to attract people with our own methods and really cut God out of the equation. And so he's really calling for uh, restoring God to his proper position in the church, which I think is very valuable. Yeah, and along with that, uh, the you know putting God in its proper place, putting people in their proper place, and not from a pride standpoint necessarily, though he does talk about that, um, but ministers in particular elevating uh, the membership to where they need to be uh, as as servants, as people doing the best they can to uh, live for God. Uh, that was one of the things I liked the most was, uh, I mean, he was, he was pretty harsh a couple of times. If people don't want to be there, if Bible and preaching and singing and those things, if those are not good enough, let those people leave. That's a harsh thing to say, but it's, I mean, he's coming from a place of we don't need these gimmicks. We don't need to try to win people to Jesus. Jesus should be enough. Uh, and he calls preachers out on that to raise that standard uh, and call people to the standard that God's put out there. And that was one of the biggest things that I appreciated uh, about this book and just calling people to a place where they need to be. Right. There, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I agree with. I was like, yes, I've been saying that, you know, about uh, consumer-based churches. And it's like, yeah, you're exactly on the, the same page. I'm right there with you, Chan. And then other stuff that he said was like, oh, well, that stepped on my toes a little bit. I, I kind of needed to hear that about, you know, we, we fall into people-pleasing uh, to try and get our numbers up. We, we uh, you know, don't really uh, put things in God's hands like I talked about, and we... Uh, try and go with what works rather than what we've been told to do rather than obeying God because we care about numbers. We care about those kinds of things. And you're right, he says, you know, let's let's put people in their proper place. We're not helping them have a high view of God when we make the, the center of the church mm-hmm. about them. Yeah, you, you mentioned there, uh, there were some things that, yes, I've been saying this, and then it kind of went to, okay, I haven't been saying that, and I've kind of been saying the opposite, and whoops on me. <laughs> that one kind of hits me pretty mm-hmm, hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there were some other things, uh, I mean, it was actually a big whole chapter in particular, uh, where we kind of looked at it and went, yeah, I'm not so sure <laughs> that you're right on this part. Uh, it's a it's a shared dislike of ours. Uh, this The chapter about uh, kids, why don't you tell people about that one? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where in a, a very large book, it's a very small section, and so overall, I still think it's a really good book, but Absolutely. when we're talking about dislikes, uh, he, he had a part in there about equipping children for mission and using them as uh, part of the work of the church, and 
I agree with his point about not stashing children away. In fact, he, he kind of openly repented of something he had done of making it to where in their mega church uh, that he had worked at previously, children weren't allowed in the worship uh, and how unbiblical that was. And I agreed with him there, but I, I think there's also a, a bit to be said about taking time to equip children, taking time to let them grow and mature into their faith rather than seeing them as, as full-blown missionaries uh, from an early age. Uh, and so, and I know that's a, a big raging debate all throughout the world of I'll use the term Christendom uh, about, you know, when children can be converted, when children are Christians. And, and you know, I think that's a, a valid discussion, but I, I didn't quite agree with the, the conclusions he had on how young to get them started on the mission. Yeah, and to his credit, he did try to, uh, at least a few times in that chapter, say, I'm not saying that you have to do things that way but this is what I did and it's kind of faithless if you don't do it this way but I'm not saying that you have to so he kind of went in circles a little bit with it uh, which was different from uh, just tonally from the rest of the book where he was pretty well straight up this is what it says this is what Mm -hmm. you ought to do Uh, and he was kind of I think he knew that there would be a little bit of pushback to that thought with kids and uh, so he he tried to hedge a little bit. I just, I wish he wouldn't have done that. Uh, just just put it out there. If people disagree, they disagree. That's kind of the point. Uh, if they don't mm-hmm. want it, then don't try to win them <laughs> with something else. But right. But you're you're right. Uh, what you said there at the beginning, in the context of the whole book, it's a little thing. Uh, there wasn't really a lot that we disliked, uh, and there wasn't anything major that we disliked. Uh, there was a point where, uh, from a salvation standpoint, he's mentioning uh, sinner's prayer, but he just kind of mentioned it in passing, and later on when he's giving a bunch of uh, stories and examples about conversions, I think in the kid chapter, uh, yeah, he repeatedly states baptism in connection with believers. And so I, I didn't know if he had kind of reverted back to sinner's prayer or what the deal was, but... Uh, it, that seemed to all work itself out there later. Uh, but yeah, we, we generally liked this book. Out of out of 10 stars, where would you put this book? I'd be in the 7 to 8 range. I'll, I'll give it a 7.5. Uh, it, it really is a book that uh, asks a lot of questions uh, that, that really leaves you feeling the church should be more, which I think is an important thing. You know, with the power of God being in the church with this being Jesus' bride, it should be more than just show up on Sunday, hear a lesson, and if you don't like it, go somewhere else. And so it really gets you thinking in that way more, going, man, how can how can we make church more? How can we let God have his way with church more? On the other hand, uh, in, in the books I've been reading this year, they've all almost all been in this vein, and so this isn't the best one, uh, but it, it's one of the better ones. Uh, it's one I'd recommend. Uh, and while I'm on that, I'd say he mentions a book in here called um, Total Church by uh, Tim Chester and Steve Timmis, a couple of guys over in England, I think. Um, and I actually first got that recommendation from Francis Chan, uh, a website. Um, I'd read that book as soon as you get done with this book, if you get the chance. Um, this book might leave you feeling that it's not as practical, as hands-on as you might like. And so go go pick up Total Church when you're done with this one. Yeah, uh, it's it's about a seven to eight for me uh same kind of thing it's it's not 
groundbreaking in what it's suggesting. Uh, there are a couple of things that are interesting. His stripping back to uh, basically the call from leave the mega churches and do the house church thing uh, in that final chapter mm-hmm. is unique. Uh, from I was going to say from what I've read, but we talked about how much I read this year. Uh, from what I've read <laughs> over the past few years in blogs and other things as well, uh, that's pretty unique as far as his passion for that and his drive to those things. But otherwise, it's not really breaking new ground. Uh, that being said, it is a Chan book. He writes very well. And this book will be read by a lot of people uh, and can mm-hmm. be in that way groundbreaking uh, since he'll be reaching into people that won't read a lot of the stuff that we've spent the rest of this year reading. But uh, if this is in your stack of books, if it's not in your stack of books, go buy it. It's like less than $10. Uh, Go buy it. Uh, If it is in your stack of books, put it to the top uh, and read this one pretty quick. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you got a better deal than I did, though. <laughs> you had you had to have it, was it early. Sixteen bucks for me or something. <laughs> you had to have it early. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I had to pick it up first day, but yeah, uh, I'd agree. Put it right at the top of your stack, and uh, um, you know, start start thinking about what he's talking about the about making the church be more, be what it really should be. All right. Uh, this has been the Too Many Books podcast. Uh, this first episode and all the ones that will follow will be available on strongchurch.org. Uh, and as well as iTunes, at least it should be. And if it's not now, it will be soon. Uh, if you have a book that you'd like for us to read, you've got a book sitting in your stack that you just haven't gotten to yet, uh, ask us. It's very possible that uh, Jack over here has read it already, but if not, uh, we can go ahead and read those things and uh, move those to the top of our review. Uh, just email us at strongchurchministries at gmail.com. Or message us at on the Strong Church page on Facebook, and you can get a hold of us pretty easily there. Uh, this has been the Too Many Books podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.